Welcome back to DevelopLex. Uh, today, we have an episode with me and Ross. If you're watching the YouTube video, you'll actually see that we're in two different places, uh, but the sound quality, uh, because of our fantastic producer, Jacob, should not be altered at all. Um, we are, we're in a couple different cities, kind of a season of travel for us. Um, but this will actually sadly be the last episode of our season, not of the show, but of, uh, this season. Um, and we will restart at the beginning of next year. Um, that way we have the ability to kind of give a good, uh, perspective on this past year, as well as we typically kind of shift our focus to getting more guests and doing some more recruitment and kind of getting everything aligned in the correct way so that we can give you guys the best content possible uh, looking into 2024. So we did it last year. We're going to do it again this year. Also, a lot of people don't listen to podcasts around uh, the Thanksgiving table while eating turkey. So uh, we figure we'll give uh, the listeners a little six-week break and then, or maybe a little bit longer and then uh, start back up. So we thought it would be important for this episode to um, again, kind of look back at what we have done this year and recap some of the guests and maybe give some learnings from that, um, as well as just maybe talk about the growth of what, um, DevelopLex, how, how it's grown. Um, and then obviously the exciting stuff, which is a little bit of a sneak preview of what we really want to do in 2024, um, because we've definitely never been more excited um, about the brand. So, Ross, did I kind of cover what we want to talk about today? Yeah, and and I'm I'm really excited that we've gotten to meet several of you all um, at some of the live events that we've had over the past year. Or so, we've had three now, and each time um, we've loved getting to to meet some of the folks that we didn't know before, and and what we're doing through the podcast, through the live events through the social content is creating connectivity around development. It's, it's kind of like that saying that if you're not growing, you're dying. Um, we, we've got to make sure that our city is growing, our city is developing, and that's community development, economic development, and real estate development. We have some really cool stories that we have planned for this next season, um, but we also have had some really cool folks um, developing outside of Lexington, developing inside of Lexington, developing the community here that we've been able to talk to um, and have you all join us uh, over the past year or so. So, um, Weston, what was your favorite quote, comment, person, story over the past season? Wow, that was a great question. <laughs> uh, I would need to think about all the episodes. This actually is a truly on-the-spot question. The first thing that pops into my head, um, maybe a little bit of a recency bias, but I actually don't think so, um, is, man, Buddy Cowgill, the behind-the-scenes of getting Buddy Cowgill, legitimately, since we have been since we started this show, we've been trying to get Buddy Cowgill on, and that's not – that's not uh, because he was unwilling to, but they just had a lot of stuff behind the scenes that they, you know, couldn't necessarily talk about, or, or at least they didn't want to have to like dance around um, until now. But man, Buddy was a wealth of knowledge. He was, it's kind of, it's one of those moments where you're sitting in the room with him and you're like, how did I, how, like, I shouldn't be sitting in the room with this guy. Like he has done so much um, and it's an honor that he'll even talk to me. Um, Man, he, I think the the takeaway I had from him is that he was just so creative 
mm-hmm. in the way that he did things like the condo can uh the condo I conversions um yeah him condo conversions and deconversions i guess would be the like he was just so creative and talking about like his roi with literally just like buying buildings and then like converting them into condos um and especially the fact that a lot of those are still like notable condo developments today um that was really really neat because it's it's cool always when you can you know see what people um from the podcast have done around town like you can you know drive down the street and see a development that they did in town but i think um being able to point to a lot of his projects and think man not only was that a cool project that took a ton of creativity probably a decent amount of risk um if we if we remember the story the story in particular that he told was that apartment building that had the guy refused to lease and buddy bought it in not one, not two, not three, not four, but five days, I believe was the number from the initial day that he looked at the deal and said, yes, I want to buy it. He bought it in five days or a week or whatever. Call it, call it five days. Um, that was pretty amazing to me. Um, it also showed that he's kind of built different, like the <laughs> the ability to maybe take some risk there. Um, but uh yeah, that was just really, really neat because he had a vision for something and he knew it would take creativity to get there and he did it. Like he didn't just think about it, he did it. Um, so that would probably be one of my favorite stories was how quickly he got that deal done. That And that was a cool theme that came up here at our most recent happy hour. You're going to hear Phil Hollebeck and Chad um, talk about some of their stories. But one of them, if you go back to to their episodes as well you heard the hey how, how do we become better developers how do we take a first step as a developer and they said just do it you hear about phil having this massive project downtown as one of his introductions to lexington development across from where weston's sitting right now at the awesome Inc. studio with main and rose um and he just he went out and did it um we, we've had a lot of themes of people that said, we're, we're just going to figure it out. We're just going to do it. Um, and that was a really cool thing that came up at the live event. What, uh, what, are, what are your other takes at the, the live event that we had over at Mirror Twin? Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I would offer out to uh, maybe uh, another um, plug for the live events. I think that was that our third live event that we did. Um, yeah, we've done three live events now. Um, we've had some really gracious hosts. Yeah, it is three because we did one at On the Rocks. Ryan Foster let us go there. The Old North Bar, uh, Chad Needham, and then the third one, Mirror Twin, Chad Walker. Um, and I think they've continued to get better um, every time. They've honestly shocked me how good they've been thus far. But um, just to plug the live events again, we've been we've had this idea really from the start of being able to get a a group of people that is passionate about similar things together. And um, I wouldn't even call it network. Like network Mm -hmm. feels not approachable and network feels like not really what it is. Like getting together and like forming friendships. um, It's really neat. I think I had like a really cool moment at this last one at Mirror Twin. That was, that was one, I guess we've been able to drink beer at every single one, but where we're sitting on the stage 
um, or, or Chad, Chad uh, and Phil are sitting on the stage and there are a couple of people in the audience that um, have told me individually that they would really enjoy meeting those guys. Like they really looked up to some of the developments that they did and like kind of the risks that they've taken and what they've done for the city. There's a couple of different people in the audience I was thinking of that were literally sitting within 10 feet. And it's not like, it's not like they're like, you know, that unapproachable of guys. It's just, I feel like those live events are making, um, like meeting people that you want to get connected to so much more feasible. Um, and just people like being able to form a community around like, again, something that we're passionate about has been really neat. So I assume that we're going to really make a push to do a lot more live events next year. Really liked the format that we did. We did a panel this time. Ross did a fantastic job leading the panel, um, which was a, a recurring um, wish of people um, was to maybe bring in some of the past guests and then ask them questions. Um, and then that way too, like, Ch I mean, Chad and Phil hung around, but it's so funny, like watching Chad Walker just sit there and drink a beer with some of my friends that didn't know him before that night because he's just like the most down to earth guy. Um, so anyway, our live events have been awesome. We had over 50 people come to the last two, I believe. Um, and they've just, it's been really, really neat. So um, definitely a, a focus of next year is to do a lot more live events. Yeah. And, and one of the things that's stuck out to me, particularly around our DevelopLex live events, is we're not just having developers that have done stuff in Lexington. It's There's one thing to do, Lexington development. There's folks that are showing up that from Cincinnati, from that have developed in Texas, that we are building an ecosystem of people that care about making the world a little bit better place than when we started today. And it's cool to take Lexington as a small town that I, I, I like to joke that it's a, a two phone call town. You can um, talk to just about anybody in two phone calls and we're making a big old impact. And that's not just in Lexington and building out what Lexington's best is, but also taking the talent that we have in this town and getting to, to put fingerprints on the rest of the Southeast, on the rest of the U.S. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really cool to see that many people get to, to be in their hometown and talk about the cool things they're doing or want to do. Yep. Um, that's, that definitely excites me. Yeah, and I would say with that too, like I think the live events give me good perspective. I think sometimes, you know, we can sit here and talk till we're blue in the face of how we want to like – you know, do certain things in Lexington or uh, change the city in some capacity or like make an impact, quote unquote, make an impact. Right. But unless there's a, a large group of people that want to do that and that care enough to do that, like at that point, we're just talking, you know, to the wind. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's been really neat to meet a lot of people that are also passionate about making Lexington a better place. Um, that's been a really unique perspective. And I think we'll just continue to have more and more people. Like you don't have to be a developer. You don't have to own a bunch of rental property to come. You can just literally be interested in the growth of Lexington or, you know, want to have a say and, or just want to meet people. Like if you want to meet people that are also interested in similar things, like come, come on. Or if you want to get, we had two, we had free drink tickets. If you just want to have a drink at Mere Twin on a Friday night, come on out. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been neat.
This episode is brought to you by Bank of the Bluegrass. It's easy to preach about being a community bank without actually operating that way, but I can attest as a real customer of Bank of the Bluegrass that they are truly in the community and for the community. Whether it's closing a real estate transaction that needs some creativity, troubleshooting an issue where you need a real person on the other end of the phone, or just the simple fact that when you walk in the door, your banker knows your name, Bank of the Bluegrass has you covered. Plain and simple, the best bank in town. Bank of the Bluegrass, member FDIC. NMLS 421548, equal housing lender. DevelopLex is sponsored by SVN Stone Commercial Real Estate, a full-service commercial real estate firm located in Lexington, Kentucky, affiliated with the SVN International Network, which is comprised of over 1,600 advisors and staff and 200-plus offices across the globe. The SVN Stone team consists of experienced commercial real estate advisors in the heart of the bluegrass. SVN provides commercial real estate services to large corporations, middle market businesses, and individual entrepreneurial investors. Serving the greater Lexington area, SVN offers advisory services for sales, leasing, management, and development of commercial properties locally, regionally, and nationally. With transaction volume of over $400 million, the advisors at SVN Stone Commercial Real Estate have vast experience and deep understanding of all aspects of commercial real estate. Well, one, one of the themes that stuck out to me when, when Phil was talking was about the cyclical nature of cities and downtowns. And um, he, he said that we don't have that much longer while this trend of urban living is, is here. And, and I, I've been thinking about it recently. Um, we're probably going to get into this in the current events. We have a responsibility as developers, as folks that work within the real estate, to get things done and do big things because that's the stuff that matters whenever interest rates are going to be prohibitive to making big stuff happen. I'm seeing a lot of projects get put off um, and hope that interest rates will come down, building costs will come down, rents will go up, uh, things like that. Y'all, we have to make sure that when we have the chance to develop, when we have the chance to build, when we have the chance to transact, we're doing it. Um, we as a city, if, if you leave something on the table, you're leaving a better Lexington on the table. You got to, to make sure that whenever we have these chances to do it, we can. And it's also cool to see some of these conversations um, have real life things that people come out of listening to a podcast and they'll shoot me or Weston a text saying, goodness gracious, that's possible. Um, let's, can we do this? So heck yeah. If you're thinking about something big, do it. Lexington, love it. Um, we love it. It's, it's, a, it's a cool responsibility that we all get to carry to, to make an impact on the city. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ross, I'll, I'll throw the question back at you. What was, what was a episode that you really enjoyed um, or, or something that's maybe stuck with you since somebody that we uh, interviewed said it? Is there anything that jumps out? Yeah. Um, y'all, we, ca- we kicked off the, the season with Brian Wood and Brian was a cool guy, has project in Lexington projects, um, or or properties all across the U S. Um, but that's a go getter. He, the way that he has a vision and he chased after it, um, just for the Lexington project, we, we have to, to let people that have that energy invest in the city. We have to make sure that we, 
we're not artificially putting up roadblocks, um, calling it intentionality, but finding out that it's just going to shut down projects of, of passion. Um, that was a really cool one. Um, CJ May was another cool one. Hearing about how a Lexington person, a, a central Kentucky person, was developing a national brand nationally and and also the importance of how all the technology in the spaces have changed it you don't have to to jump on a plane get a rental car just to scout out a site now you can get on google earth and and that's a really cool thing where i think we almost have too much information we have too many data points and we get overwhelmed in that now it's like how we we have so much information at our fingertips Everybody that's listening to this right now could be doing so much. We have to make sure that we're cheerleaders for each other to to pull it off. Um, who knows? There could be the next Lowe's developer coming out of Lexington too. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought um, CJ's was a really good interview. Um, he kind of plays in a similar space, um, obviously a lot larger scale than me, but like the site selection. Um, that they do for uh, Lowe's is like what really I would love to um, continue to kind of push towards with site selection for retailers. Um, And I thought that that was um, encouraging for me in particular to think, man, if you, you can have, and Buddy was similar, you can have a really um, eccentric real estate career that doesn't necessarily impact Main Street Lexington um, like on your day to day. So for example, he was developing for Lowe's all over the country was, you know, I think he said he got on a police helicopter in like Southern Tennessee to go look for Lowe's sites. Um, am I thinking of that right? Is it, was it Southern Tennessee? Something like that. Um, one of those mountainous regions and, uh, you know, he does that like day to day. Um, and then comes back and is doing a really, I mean, it's it's going to make a massive impact on the city of Georgetown um, development right now uh, with some medical office there. Well, heck, there's a Chick-fil-A going to Danville that he's doing. <laughs> yeah, talk, exactly. Talk about, talk about yeah, exactly. not just waves, but there's a tsunami of love <laughs> and interest for that development just because of that Chick-fil-A. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's really neat, and, and that would probably be a huge takeaway from even doing this podcast in general, is you're allowed to go out of Lexington – garner really great ideas and and then come back to, to come back to the city and um you know impact it however you want but you don't have to spend every day thinking how can i impact main street lexington like you're you are more than welcome to go out do it come back we'd, we'd still love to have you um but really unique perspective of some of somebody that's seen a lot of the u.s done developments in a lot of different places and really has like yeah, made a huge impact on the city, um, you know, all the while riding a police helicopter to go look for low sites. Weston, when you have a helicopter, I'd like to take a ride. I will not have a helicopter. I don't trust helicopters. I love planes. I'm a huge plane guy. I did have a bad uh, experience at the Atlanta um, TSA pre-check. Uh, my TSA pre-check was denied by one minute last week. Um, I was hanging out with Ross in Atlanta for a couple of days and I didn't realize that TSA closed down at 9 PM and I got there at 9 PM and they did not let me through. Um, but I will not be 
you you can guarantee I will not be on a helicopter anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> don't don't trust them. Don't love <laughs> that they don't. They're 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 a little wing or their uh, propellers are moving a million miles a minute, but they're not moving. Don't trust it. I, you know, I'll just I'll leave it with one comment. I'd rather have a helicopter moving with with propellers moving fast than one moving slow. Yeah, um, no, that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get back to Develop <laughs> One of the things you just mentioned was about the impact that people will be making outside, but also the impact in Lexington. One of the other episodes that really sticks out is Joe Rosenberg and talking about what downtown Lexington used to be and talking about like, heck, there was a Staples that was conceptualized like that's really cool i think one of the things that excites me about lexington development cycles and macro development cycles as a whole is how downtowns are becoming the heartbeat you look at places like the summit you look at places um on heck chevy chase even it's it's places that used to be what main street was it was supposed to be a place where you could shop not just go and buy something from a retail, but you could say, oh, they didn't have my size there. I'm going to go to the next place. Creating an environment where you can miss a reservation, they don't have spaces, and you can go to another place. Or you're out shopping, um, they don't have your size, and you go to the next place. That's a really cool thing. And, and you see how that trend has moved to the suburbs when Chevy Chase was a suburb. Um, that node was created there. The summit is created that. Um, but now you're seeing it come back. And Joe talked about how, how city center has become really a trophy. Um, and, and how to have Keelan Mercantile down there, um, to have a Jeff Ruby's have something like that's really, really cool. And it excites me about Lexington. Um, and I hope that another project can be born out of downtown Lexington like that. Um, that that was a a neat one for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really healthy to have people um on the podcast that have been through um a lot of cycles or have just been in the city for a long time. Like we're a little bit spoiled. Uh, a lot of our like my whole working life city center has been like an existing thing. Um so maybe I get a little bit you know, what's next? What's next? But for people that have been working downtown for 40 years, it's like, I remember when that was, I mean, we all remember when it was a whole, but, um, you know, things like that, where sometimes we become a little bit spoiled, like our, we have come a really long way, um, for sure. Well, to talk about what's next, we had Allison, um, Peck Langford on to talk about the town branch park that's going behind Rep Arena. That is a really cool that that's that's about to be legendary. Talking about Lexington development cycles. There's it's kind of cool how Lexington things still have that new car smell for quite a while. The summit is is now four or five years old and um has had that new car smell um for a while. And and honestly, it's we we have some really cool projects in Manchester down there and you see development start creeping west. I think there's going to be some really neat things coming out of um the the western part of downtown towards 
distillery district towards um, uh, kind of where the old Davis Bottoms used to be. So that's that's something I'm really looking forward to to seeing develop and um, and blossom out of there. Yeah, what's next? Hundred percent. What are you thinking about for what's next? Talking maybe region wide. What are you seeing that excites you? Um, well, I'll, I'll comment too on your uh, statement there. I think sometimes um, it's hard to have a vision for things that don't exist yet. Um, you know, it's really easy to look at the rendering of Town Branch Park and think, you know, this seems really far away. It's really not that far away. Like they've already started moving dirt. Um, and I'll, I, I think it's cool for people that are listening to this to, are going to get to be a part of that. Um, I'm, I'm always going to remember us having our little Developlex middle tech retreat and us all riding, uh, motorized scooters through what felt like a pretty sketchy spot, um, on the way to, uh, Manchester street, um, where the current town branch park is going to be. We all rode our little electric scooters through there. Um, it'll be really neat in call it five years when we can look back and be like, man, remember that when this was a parking lot, it'll be, it'll be that same sentiment to look at city center, which, you know, people that come to Lexington are like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. Um, we'll be able to look at that, you know, old parking lot and be like, man, remember, remember that <laughs> now there's families, now there's, you know, entertainment, now there's concerts, now there's all this stuff. Like we do have a really, really exciting future um, mm-hmm. for downtown Lexington. I think there's enough people that really believe in downtown Lexington that we, we are going to continue seeing some momentum shift. Craftsman Contractors is Central Kentucky's one-stop shop for roofing, windows, siding, and gutters. Craftsmancontractors.com slash contact us to get you straight to the form you need so that their team will get in touch about your project. Or just text Stephen at 859 859- Two four six zero one zero eight. When they finish your project of windows, siding, gutters, or roofing, you'll see what they mean when they say we build with integrity. Are you looking to start or scale your real estate portfolio in Central Kentucky? Check out Rapid Fire Investments. They find off-market, discounted real estate deals just for you, so you can save time and maximize profits. From single-family homes to multifamily apartments, no matter what your investment goals are, Rapid Fire can help you reach them. Sign up for their email list today and get notified when new properties become available. Just go to rapidfireinvestments.com. That's rapidfireinvestments.com. Restate your question one more time. I don't remember it. Yeah, what, what, are, you, what are you excited for next? In Lexington? Or the region? Um, man, I, um, I don't want to talk about the urban service boundary. You guys have listened. <laughs> you, I think that's off limits, Wes. We, we, <laughs> you've said that, um, <laughs> you've said that term enough over the past eight, nine months. Honestly, we've been in this cycle. This feels like a long, okay, Wes, I'm going to break the rule. We're going to talk about this. Goodness gracious. I know this is a big decision, but at some point, indecision is a decision. And we, our comprehensive plan has drug out a lot. Like, how can we be more swift? Because by the time we have this one published, we're going to have a good year to think about it. And pre-development is kind of like, it's not kind of, it, pre-development is what takes 
the longest for a developer. It's the things where they're working in their office before one person gets a hard hat on on site. It takes a long, long time. So it's interesting that we have such a short cycle on comprehensive plans because by the time one publishes and somebody starts adapting to it, saying, okay, this is a new change, I'm going to react this way, we're already working on another comprehensive plan. And I, I hope that we always build on each other, but sometimes we're going to give each other whiplash by saying, nope, we're <laughs> growing, no, we're not. Yes, we are, no, we're not. And my gosh, it's, it's wild. But <laughs> I, I also think, to talk about the urban service boundary, I need to remind everybody, a comprehensive plan is comprehensive. It's not the urban service boundary plan. Urban yep. service boundary is one component in a much larger vision for what our city could be and and how we're going to inspect plans as they come and f- come forward in front of public forums um, and, and get critiqued or um, brought before a staff even before the public sees it. So um, urban service boundary, we don't have to talk about that, but but we can talk about things we're excited about as it relates to that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I would say to touch on that and then I'll make another point. Um, and this will be one of those little quotes that they quote on social media, uh, go behind the curtain. Me and Ross, um, cannot take any credit for actually sometimes we send them what, if we think we have a really amazing quote, we'll send it to them, but we don't typically actually do our own quotes on social media. Um, shocker. I'm not good at social media. Um, I, what I will say is um, the thing that I am probably the most excited about is that um, let's take off the Lexington, Lexington, Lexington hat. I'm really excited that people want to be it. Ross just took it off on the video. Um, I'm excited that people want to be in central Kentucky. Um, I think that I just went to ICSC, which is a, a, retail conference effectively retail real estate conference and i was down in atlanta last week and there are a lot of people that are really bullish on central kentucky um there are some parts of the country right now that people are really staying away from um central kentucky is not that at all um and so i think that uh you know dan rose kind of touched on it lexington and call it central kentucky just has a ton of natural beauty. Um, not just the horse farms. We don't have to talk about the horse farms, but that is obviously a huge thing that people, you know, not from here um, can attest is a beautiful thing. Like just the landscape, um, the seasonal changes, all the things that make like, I mean, I walked out of my house today and all the freaking trees are red. Like, what's that about? And it's called autumn. <laughs> next next weekend, I'm going to go to Keeneland and I'm going to go to the UK-Tennessee game. Um, it's going to be a fantastic Saturday. And I think that for that reason, there are a lot of people that are excited about Central Kentucky because I think that there is kind of a priority shift of you want to live in places that aren't necessarily in New York City where you can just hustle and bustle and grind mentality. I think that COVID um, really kind of uh, changed people's mentalities a little bit, that they want to be in a place that they really want to be, um, not necessarily just working up the corporate ladder. Um, And Lexington is a place that you can 
have a really, really good life. Let's call it central Kentucky is a place that you have a really, really good life. Um, and so whether we go with the quote unquote regionalism approach, um, of central Kentucky or whether we just really focus on Lexington and bringing things to Lexington, super excited about the growth of central Kentucky. Um, cause at some point we all have to be on the same team on things regardless of the urban service boundary stuff. Yeah. And, and you, you're going to see regionalism stick around. You heard from Jason Rainey from Mount Sterling Industrial Authority and Chamber of Commerce talking about regionalism. Um, you've heard Jenna Greathouse talk about regionalism. Regionalism is here. It's it's working already. Um, state incentives are going to sites that were were part of the process to attract somebody that Lexington might not have had, but we can be a cheerleader for somebody next door on. Um, it's it's working. And then also to your point about Lexington's lifestyle, look at Nashville as a case study for development. Coming out of 2008, the first thing they did was build a massive convention center. That was one block from Broadway. Um, people came to Nashville, had an amazing time, and they'd go back home and talk about, hey, guys, went to Broadway. This is what I did. I had a blast. Or I went to this and I had a blast. And people started recognizing Nashville as a brand that you could go and enjoy a lifestyle at. And people started moving there. It all started with tourism. I think Lexington is a miniature version right now where people come seasonally and just love Keeneland. They get to, to go downtown and have a just a good Lexington kind of night um, and see quality people. It's not the the counterfeit fun that you might see at a, um, a, a very touristy area. It's authentic. And um, Mary Quinn Raymer in Visit Lex's episode uh, did a great job talking about how people are flocking to Lexington. And, and this is an asset. Keeneland's doubling down on it by their expansion. They have a beautiful thing, and it's, it's building a landmark for what's going to be around presumably for 100-plus years like the rest of Keeneland's structures have been. So um, embracing it and being welcoming to the new folks that have come and inviting them back when they want to be your neighbor has um, been a cool secret Lexington's had for a while, and I love that it's becoming more public. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people are, um, the other thing that I would say that I'm excited about, and I've probably touched on this theme is that I just, I feel like there's a lot of people that are excited to be here. Um, you know, I think that we have to get, um, I could be optimistic all, you know, all day about Lexington. I do think that we have to get more desirable, um, employers to come into the city um, I do think that um, we have a huge opportunity as a state right now um, with some of this EV, you know, what are we supposed to be like the EV capital of the U.S. or whatever. Um, I think that there's going to be potential for some of those really large uh, projects in the central Kentucky region. Obviously, we're located, um, I think the stat is we're within a 24-hour drive of 75% of the U.S. population. 24-hour, um, just a a, a day's drive. You you could get to California in twenty four hours. That's what I'm saying. Day, day, that's what I'm saying. Day day's drive within seventy five percent of the population. 
Uh, I know that that's a huge industrial stat. Um, obviously, I, I, Jason kind of touched on it in his episode. We have to say we're open for business. Hopefully, there's enough people on board politically in the state that say we are open for business. Um, that obviously is a big deal. Um, but I do think that the growth of Kentucky is good for everybody. Um, and when I say growth, I mean, you know, growth, really good paying jobs um, to support good household incomes to be able to go spend money um, in their community and have a really comfortable life. Like that's a, that's a good economy um, within the state of Kentucky. Um, and I do think that Kentucky is on the map for just that reason. I mean, look at freaking Bowling Green and Elizabethtown right now. Um, I, I, I feel pretty bullish on the fact that investments like that will at some point come to central Kentucky. So, yeah. So let's talk about what's next. We're wrapping up this season this year. We have already kind of planned out what next season is going to look like. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Weston, what are you excited about for next season? Yeah, I think um, we've done a few episodes um, that are a little bit different from our normal, you know, this is how I became successful. This is how you can too. Um, we're obviously going to have some of that and maybe some victory laps on people's lives because those are incredibly like warnings from people that have done it are always going to be very important. Um, I think that we have the opportunity now that we've grown and our audience has grown and, you know, it's all grown. We're in a really good season right now to where we have the ability to, um, you know, kind of diversify guests, um, maybe speak to some people that really make the city of Lexington um, and the community that we have here um, a special place. Um, I don't know that I want to name names of people that we have coming on right now, um, but uh, I do think that we have some really exciting conversations for this next year. Um, think people that obviously are real estate related and community cultivation related in some capacity um, that we haven't interviewed yet. So I, we we do have probably I, I, this is the most. I think overall as a brand, I'm the most excited that I've been. Like, um, yeah, I think overall I'm just the most excited that I've been. Not just about the podcast, but we've blown up on social. Um, and then the live events have been probably my favorite thing because I freaking love meeting people. Um, and so uh, I'm I'm very excited about um, 2024 for that reason. Yeah. And, and also make sure, check the show notes for the link to subscribe to the newsletter. This is a really cool newsletter. Typical architecture of it. It's going to be a couple articles locally and nationally that are relating to the real estate development community change um and then a map of something interesting um around the city but then the thing that everybody has been loving is how when property transfers they're going to be found every two weeks in this newsletter um so you can see what all your friends are buying or selling (laughs) um everybody's loving this newsletter it's really excited to hear the 500 plus of you all that listen each month um, translate into the same people that open up the emails um, about the, about as many folks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we're, I think our subscription list on the newsletters over 500 
at this point. So it's pretty, it's pretty amazing to see how uh, people care truly. So, and, and thank you all for caring. Um, we, we love getting to do this. This is a, a fun thing that we get to, to really bring back a heartbeat um, to, to real estate development. We've seen so many legends, some people that are still doing it. Let's grow the next crop of developers so that we can make Lexington the best place that it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd say going forward, um, yeah, obviously look out for live events, um, continue listening to the podcast, uh, go follow us on social media. We've really made a concerted effort to grow our social media and make really quality content this year. We have a fun uh, few new series um, coming to social media that will probably cross collaborate some with our YouTube um, and the newsletter. So you'll have multiple opportunities to see that stuff. Um, I would say we love feedback always. Um, me and Ross don't, or not just me and Ross, our whole team um, doesn't make this for ourselves. Um, we make this for others. Like we're doing this, um, you know, if we, if we made this podcast and not a, a person listened to it, um, you know, we wouldn't do it. Um, so obviously super receptive to feedback, um, just like people giving feedback on the live event and us changing it to a panel format along with what we are already doing. Um, a lot of times we get in this narrow mindset of what we've been doing. Um, obviously we would love more feedback, um, from people that listen, subscribe, follow, whatever. Um, yeah, so it, it can only make us better and the city better. Absolutely. Well, share the podcast with some of your friends. Um, and hey, guys, let's just go do it. Develop Lex is a part of the Middle Tech family of brands. This episode is edited by Jacob Spencer. Emily McCarthy creates our social content that serves you daily. <laughs>